even on, on yeah. like even when we're communicating with each other, and this is like some behind the scenes action. This mm-hmm. is the uh, this is the Criterion commentary for our listeners. Yes. We usually don't even comment or add much editorial license to the links we drop for each other no. in our DMs. We usually only say the words reality issues followed by a link. It's true. <laughs> it's so it. true. Even even in the chat, like our own personal even, chat. Yeah, even our own personal chat, we just go reality issues. <laughs> and uh, uh, whole essays are generated in my head. But yeah, no. Somehow, true. even still, I don't. I don't really. I try to remain a bit blank slate until I actually get here. That's good. I think I do too. In terms of like when I pick the stories for us to read from the newspaper and stuff like that, I probably skim them, but I haven't like fully read every line. It, usually, like the first paragraph at least, but that's probably about it. Maybe the headline, all that. But yeah, so and then the I consider the source of mostly. Stories that yeah, the last couple of stories that have come out in Santa Fe, New Mexican, about the Rust trial, Ooh, I haven't yeah. read them. Oh. I've pulled them up, but I haven't read them. I like have them in okay. tabs. I, well, cool. I shut off all tabs yesterday back oh there. nice closing tabs i um yeah it was just it was out of more like oh, i don't want to look at these anymore yeah for you're m- not important <laughs> for me it's always like um i'll have a bunch of tabs open and it'll be, it'll be like these are things i need to remember for the show or something like that and i'll be like oh, i'll think of better things it's fine if I really want, I can go through my history. But there is something I do have a couple things open, but we'll get we'll get to that. Um, so the other thing that I have, um, uh, depending on your browser, of course, but mm-hmm. I use the world's best browser, Mozilla Firefox. Yeah. Um, I will I will be totally like the um, like the, uh, when it comes to Mozilla Firefox, it's a, it's the most yas pause I get. <laughs> Post your hardware stats. Yeah. <laughs> um, for and for our listeners, Yaz Paz is uh, your operating system is a piece of shit. Yeah, that's a, right. A uh, world famous uh, forum on the internet where people would come together. Sub forum on the internet where people would come together to talk about nerd shit. Yeah, if you've um, ever heard of YCS, your console sucks. <laughs> yeah, that that's sucks. like the PC version of that. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so uh, the other thing I've learned is that my browser history is actually a better indicator of my psyche. So check this out, Brian. Mm-hmm. This is how I, this is how I learned uh, to let go and love closing out my tabs. Okay. okay so okay. if I skim it, if I've opened it, that mm-hmm. means it is now recorded in my history. Yes. Right. The moment I clicked open. Uh-huh. So. If I shut them all down, uh-huh. and then let's say, heck, even an hour later, 20 mm. minutes later, I go, you know what story I wish I had finished reading? Yeah. The one about Carmel by the Sea. <laughs> I really wish I had finished reading that article. And you know what happens is you just go up into your browser taskbar, mm-hmm. and you just start typing the only words you fucking remember from the headline, and almost every single time, it'll pop right back up. And so yeah, I have let... The machine do my thinking for me now yeah totally that's how i do it with photos too i just type in like what's in the photo and i just trust that it's gonna pull it up i don't do like the okay i was let's see it was january 2019 and i was in a brown background <laughs> like <laughs> not a blue background or a white background but 
Um, so, Brian, tell me, um, there was an article that I missed, and I wanted to read all about it, and it was about um, Carmel by the Sea. Yes. Lovely I've, seaside town. Yes, I've, I, I've had this tab hanging around for about four or five episodes. Um, I always look at it. It's right here, next here to the uh, Ian Shoelace site, which I still have open. I just can't take myself to close it. It's too much. Currently, you are on the <laughs> children learning how to tie shoelaces. <laughs> That's me. Page of children Ian's shoelace. I know. How to tie shoelaces. Let me. Okay, Brian. Can I? Uh -huh. Can I? Let me pause here. Yes. This is. This is going to seem very silly. Yeah. But um. So when I was a math teacher, uh huh. Uh, one of my most favorite things to do was fuck around with the kids. Like, Sounds fun. Just jolly and fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just so much fun. So I would show them this website. Let me start with that. I would absolutely 100% show all of the like sneakerhead kids. I'd be like, oh, you think you've got cool shoelaces? Check this out. And yeah. they would go nuts, let me tell you. Okay. So. And they're all doing the Ian knot. Yeah, they're all doing the Ian knot now, right? So <laughs> In unison. Um, Okay, one yeah. of the one of my other really favorite activities to do, mm -hmm. uh, especially with my geometry classes, where step by step proof presentation is essential, uh -huh. um, I would ask them to write down the instructions for making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Brian. Yes. Uh, could you pull up the uh, uh, Carmel by the Sea? Uh, uh article yes and may i start reading it yes while you do something completely different okay could you please write down the instructions for making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich while i'm listening to you yeah while i'm reading this carmel by the sea okay hold on you want you me to, be able to type do it, it or write not... it down on a piece of paper uh, whatever works okay. yeah okay. whatever works all right let's see if i can do this here's this headline from the los angeles times okay Carmel by the Sea, where the streets have no numbers? Is that what it said? Yes, no addresses. No addresses. Seems difficult. Carmel by the Sea. Good luck finding Bill Wu's house. Ask for directions and he will say, Brown Shingle House with the stop sign and fire hydrant by the driveway. He's on Junipero Avenue, two or three houses north of an intersection, depending on where you start counting. Wu expects you to get lost. Get lost. Like everyone else at Carmel-by-the-Sea, he does not have a home address. How do you explain this to someone, he asked a Times reporter, who is lost trying to find his home? It's insanity. In this wealthy town on the Monterey Peninsula, residents use descriptors like City Hall is on the east side of Monte Verde Street between Ocean and 7th Avenues, and they give their homes eccentric names such as Almost Heaven, faux chateau and go away there is no mail delivery they have to go to the post office for more than a hundred years the townsfolk fought to keep it that way once threatening to secede from california if it imposed addresses serendipitous run-ins with neighbors at the post box they said were an essential part of their small town identity but now Tradition is running up against Amazon and Instacart and mail order medications. You need a physical address to get a real ID and to open bank accounts or credit cards. And if you just move to Carmel by the Sea, expect to spend hours on the phone arguing that your house is real when you try to hook up utilities, water, and the internet. Look at this beautiful couple walking past the beach. 
but no addresses. The mm -hmm. argument is, oh, we want to keep our place quaint. We are sovereign citizens. We meet people at the post office. No, I'm just kidding. I added that bit about sovereign citizens. <laughs> Explain to me how it's quaint. It's BS that Wu76, who has lived here for 33 years. That's me emphasizing that. After decades of resistance, Carmel by the Sea City Council is now considering addressing those problems. Pun intended. In the coming weeks, an ad hoc committee is expected to recommend whether to formally number houses and businesses. It's more than just a convenience, said Councilwoman Karen Ferlito, a member of the ad hoc committee. The idea that this makes us unique? I don't think anybody comes to Carmel visiting because we don't have street addresses. Yes, <laughs> it's a nice little story. But times have changed since this was a tiny little village with a few artists who met at the post office. Plus, she said, the town is not abiding by the state fire code, which requires buildings to be numbered. Oh, that's awesome. I love that their houses are all going to burn down <laughs> a terrible wildfire. And none of and they're just going to be come save the entire Carmel by the sea. <laughs> Turn left at the five freeway. Oh, my God. Oh my god. I okay, love the. But... I love the okay, sorry, I'm reading ahead. No, 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 no. Add, add, please. Um, Before I continue. Occasional inconvenience. I like that being in quotes. Um, Old traditions yes. die hard, Brian. In a recent Carmel Residents Association survey answered by 132 participants, 59% said they did not want addresses, even if it meant the occasional. <laughs> Inconvenience. The occasional inconvenience. So, um, uh, when I call the fire department, I'm like, I'm on the road that's Can you meet me small. at the post office? Yeah. Meet me at the post office. And I'll drive and you to my to house that's on fire. Okay. Oh, well, that's an easy one. Just look up. <laughs> look, yeah, look for the smoke. Oh, look, there's My smoke. house will be in embers by the time you get yeah. here. Meeting at the post office has always been a way for us to hang together, which is so special in Carmel, because we're small enough, we can be a real community, said Carol Hall, a septuagenarian who is a co-chair of Carmel Preservation Association, grew up here as opposed to uh, as opposed to addresses. But I love that they said a septuagenarian instead of giving her age. <laughs> Maybe she was, like, being modest or something. She probably was age. like, oh, a lady never reveals <laughs> yeah. her age. I was born, and, well, you'll have to find out. No, what's really crazy about this entitlement, so like in, in this in these photos that are here accompanying the article, you see all of the fancy names that people have given their estates, right? Like they're all Terra. Yeah. Shit, Penny right? Lane. And and, uh, and somewhere. Somewhere. Geranium <laughs> Cottage. And so now I want you to admit, so, okay, Brian, this mm. is really funny. So, mm. okay, I'm going to relate this to the conversation I just had with my therapist. Okay, okay so uh, it's the new year. So you may be getting all kinds of notifications from businesses yes. and accounts you have had to like update info and shit like that. Yes. Yeah. All yes. kinds of normal shit. Very so true. here in the city of Santa Fe, the things that we have is a 911, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, like app okay. that you put on your phone so that when you're like calling from your 911 cell phone yeah it already like you pre-program in your home address work address emergency contacts penicillin allergies and shit like that you yeah. know like 
it's all right there. Pets in the house, where you're located, right? Yeah. Are there gate codes? All kinds of questions that they put in there so that first responders are able to get to your home. Okay. And accurately rescue people that may be in need. Do you have special needs? List them all here. Literally every kind of thing that you would want 911 to know in an emergency situation. Have you ironically tweeted? Sorry, continue. Yeah, I was telling my therapist about how good this thing made me feel. Okay. And I was like, because what it does is like it gives me the peace of mind that if I ever need to call 911 because there is a fire in my apartment, that they already have the info and I'm not there in the middle of an emergency trying to remember what the gate code is. Yeah, if a piece of wood falls shit. on your head or something, or if you're unconscious yeah. or you're having a stroke and you call 911, they'll know right? where to go. Yeah. And of course, everyone's going to say you're catastrophizing, you're being needlessly anxious and all that shit, but... Again, I feel like, are they not also watching Rescue 911 and America's Most Wanted? Mm -hmm. Like me, every night? Aren't we all addicted to lifetime true crime dramatizations? Yeah, isn't that? Right, um... and so, like, now imagine you're calling 911 and you have the audacity to say into the microphone, hey, please come to Penny Lane. You should know where I'm at. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Even better. Please come to somewhere. <laughs> I'll meet you at somewhere. <laughs> yes, my estate somewhere. My, my estate named somewhere. You're like playing like a Abbott and Costello act before they find the house. Could you imagine? <laughs> my anxiety could not, Brian. Absolutely not. I'm somewhere. Come find me. My house is on fire. Bye. Here I am delighted that 911 has all distinguishing marks listed on my body in their repository right now. Mm -hmm. All I know is that if I ever wind up a Jane Doe in the morgue, I won't be a Jane Doe for very long. Well, that I, know, I will tell you. All I know is I'll be right there next to you, Kathy. They're taking you <laughs> they down. They're taking down the both morgue. of us. They'll be able yeah, to identify yeah. me because of you. So. When reality starts collapsing and you and I are the last reality soldiers on the front lines, Brian. When, no one, when everyone else has given up. And we're when a thousand you and episodes I are there, into the podcast 20 years you and from I are now. Be, you, know, you and I are going to have like a turtle we carry and we're going to like just place it in the middle of the road and just <laughs> test people all the time and be like, so, see that turtle in the road? <laughs> It's would on you, its back. What are you going to do? You flip it, would you flip it over? And they're like, uh, why are you asking me this? Should I have an answer? What's a turtle? Answer the fucking question. They'll be like, what? <laughs> Is a turtle you like a tortoise? three seconds to answer the question before I put this bullet <laughs> in your skull, robot. Yeah, get out of here. I'm going to take you back to the Tyrell Corporation. <laughs> um... Wow. I love that we got to this like dystopian very quickly. Visioning of the future all because Carmel by the Sea doesn't have addresses. Right. It's a little dystopian on its own, really. I mean, imagine this. It's a corporate enclave. You live in like, you know, Apple has that crazy structure that they call like the future <laughs> of their world that they want to envision and all that. Solar powered off the grid collects its own rainwater and all this stuff. But we know that's just like some kind of model for like some kind of 
home subscription they'll be selling in the future. Um, yeah. Hmm. We're actually not that far away, I don't think. Mm-mm. No. Especially when the weather gets bad. Oh my god, Brian. We're supposed to have the worst hurricane season in a long time. Brian, so I I'll don't... probably be flying to visit you in the summer. <laughs> At some point. Yeah, it no, was very I short mean, notice. <laughs> the, I, I mean, I, I think we're gonna... I think we're all bracing kind of for this uh, eventuality. Uh, I have something to show you, Brian. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't bring this up to my therapist because I don't think she's very online. And I mm -hmm. I don't know how to bring it up exactly. I am going to try to Did share my Did you tell her you have a podcast? <laughs> no, I did don't, not. Don't, don't. I shall not. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I am here at my uh, Reddit account, mm -hmm. uh, my, uh, let's say, formal Reddit account, my... Uh, oh, the non-porn like one? Non, the, the, the non-alt, <laughs> non-throwaway. I, I have a porn one and a normal one. I have like 15 of them, I think, <laughs> by now. Mostly because I do, could never remember what they were. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. And so I'd like make new ones and then like four months later I'd find a scribble on a piece of paper with a login <laughs> and I'd go, oh, there it is. <laughs> anyway, so I decided to make like a real one so that I could at least oh, always yeah. have one to log into that I could always find mm -hmm. when I just needed to learn about cross-stitching. Um, I like it. Yeah, you don't want to like scroll past too much that's not... <laughs> Cross stitching. If no, you're sometimes to learn. I just want to learn about. Yeah, sometimes I just want to uh, uh, learn about whatever. Yeah. Um, I think you have to give me some permission. To oh, hold on. Let me stop sharing. Is goes. that helping? There we go. Okay. Ah, there it goes. Okay. Um. So, uh, my on my normal human Reddit. Um, I usually, as you can see, go to cross-stitch or embroidery or uh, other craft-related subreddits. Okay. Usually what I do with my time. Mm -hmm. But of course, every once in a while, you go from your own homepage to, like, the main page or, like, the front page or the popular page. I don't know what the fuck they call it these days. I know everything's, you know, Reddit is now Max. Um, <laughs> so... It is, I agree. Um, whenever you go into that aggregate here's what everyone is fucking reading and bullshit and you stumble across like like really weird like subcultures and things uh that's also really fascinating and mm -hmm. not a place that i've ever spent too much time honestly brian i i've, I've only dabbled in the reddit here and there um, uh, yeah i've never posted anything i've only ever like consumed the content so um, I think all of my posts, again, they all involve crafting. <coughs> okay. They all involve, like, ah, I'm having trouble with the tension on my presser foot. Okay. Could somebody help me out who uses a brother sewing machine number XYZ? Like, that's the shit wow. I do. Like, yeah. in my normal life. Like, like that's... So there's there's nothing that, like, if... Like, and this is, like, my work computer. So, like, again, if, like, my coworkers came in here, there's nothing in here that's yeah. going to be terrifying. Yeah. yeah, no, not, like, looking at the account I have on my phone, no. No, that's incorrect. So, <laughs> I mean the same account that I have on my mm, phone. Mm, okay. um, so, here I uh, stumbled across one called Collapse. Uh, it's a sub-community called Collapse. And all the people do in collapse is talk about uh well the collapse of 
uh, civilization and ecosystem. And right. uh, uh, one of their pin posts starts with, be mindful of your mental health. Mm -hmm. Because basically what everyone is doing is talking about the thing you just mentioned, Brian, which is uh. like sea surface temperatures, mm -hmm. the collapse of the Atlantic current systems. Mm -hmm. um, there's one in here. Uh, they do a weekly thread where people from around the world will chime in with their location and they will say, Hi, I live in this corner of the world. Um, here is what I am noticing. Usually we should have 12 feet of snow on the ground because we're at a northernmost climb and at the moment our daffodils are springing. And they'll basically just go through and describe whatever fucking crazy shit they're all seeing kind of around the world. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. No. I am fascinated by it, Brian. I don't like it. Yeah, let's let's um want to read one of these posts or something. Yeah. Um How about let me go one to with like a little There was one to it, yeah. There was one that I saw recently. Uh, let me see if I can. <laughs> I like the question it starts off with anyone else seeing what I'm seeing. It's like, "Oh fuck, dude. I don't even know where to begin." <laughs> First of all, I don't even know what you're seeing, but Oh. There was... Um, Interesting. This kind of reminds me of how um, the news form on, on Something Awful would have, like, things that wouldn't be considered news by, like, the media, but is, like, you know, there's a ton of reports on the internet or something, and then they kind of, like, make a topic collecting all that stuff. Sort of like, um, you know, the rumor mill before we were able to, like... Mm -hmm. Twitter. Before Twitter. That's what, like, what we do mm -hmm. is, like, post a general thread and be like, oh, what have you read? Mm -hmm. Love that. No longer. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Um, Does anyone else hoard knowledge? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a big deal. No. People do that. Mostly with their brain, I think. I was actually just considering the other day if we are, we are hoarders of knowledge. Literally I don't words. know that we're, I mean, I, I like you and I, no, or people you and in I, general. you and I. No, because I think you and I are doing every single fucking thing to do to try to make understanding and promulgation yeah. of knowledge. Because we're doing this right? in public, too, right? So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it feels like we're doing it, like, in private, for sure, right? Because it's just me and you on the call, Here, but yeah. we publish it, right? Yeah, so we people do. then... Um, well, I can't find it, but yeah, let me just pick a random one. I'll just go to this one. So I'll go to their pinned one where it's like, hey, everybody around the world, chime in. Um, let me come. Yeah, I'm just kind of scanning. Location, Thailand. Yeah. I've been here for a while now. It's winter, and every day the temp is 33 to 35 Celsius, presumably. <laughs> My lady keeps saying, I don't know why it's so hot. It's winter. I know why. This is such a beautiful country and fucking pollution is everywhere. I walk a lot. I think it's the best way to get to know a country and I feel like the American Indian in that old 70s commercial. Yes, I know he was actually Italian. It breaks my heart seeing trash everywhere. I watched... I know, right? I watched a monitor lizard swimming in a canal dodging plastic bags and cups. It's so sad. I wish I was rich so I could start a Love Your Home campaign or something just to get people to stop throwing shit out the window like it's the 1950s America. People are great here and respect acts of kindness. Honor them. I do love this country. Oh. 
the fill the net uh, that was Thailand. Mm-hmm. That was Thailand. They throw garbage on the ground like it's the 1950s America. Wow. Well, that's problematic. Fine. Meanwhile, Singapore puts you in jail for like two days if you spit gum on the ground. So. Location, Midwestern U.S. After six inches of or so of snow last Friday, we have been flirting with 70 degrees off and on this week. Back in the 40s this weekend and near 70 again next week before heading back to the 40s. It's been wildly variable like that since December. The birds are already chirping every morning as if it's March or April. No one around here acknowledges the oddity of the weather situation, but you can tell the old farmers know something is up even if they won't admit it. Mm. Interesting. Wow, some people have written some very mm-hmm. long posts. Yeah. Well, this is interesting I'm... to see, like, because what this is is, like, we don't have to go out to ask someone the question. This is people asking the question themselves. So I feel like they're going to post, like, some more personal truthful kind of stuff here location dallas texas yesterday my car read that it was 82 degrees fahrenheit outside Mm -hmm. mosquitoes bit up my arms while playing pokemon go in shorts and a (laughs) t-shirt it's february and it feels like late may outside family is getting started at gardening and are still refusing to listen to alarm bells I'm here staring at the hurricane season predictions and the ocean temperature readings, thinking that this is going to be a very interesting year, both politically and environmentally. It will be. And we've already discussed our plans for the hurricane season, which is like, um, leave. So, like, go to another state when it shows up. They've predicted at least two major hurricanes this year, like ones that make landfall. Um... We'll find out. They were wrong last year. There was more than they expected. So, And, uh, I mean, I don't think these people are incorrect. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's incorrect to be mindful of what the fuck is going to be happening. No. Well, you and I talk about it all the time. I think we talk about the weather... Um, Politically speaking, and what's going on in terms of like uh, what's going to affect the way that people feel, I think is a lot of what we talk about, which I think is very important. I think it's as important. I mean, a lot of history is what makes people feel a certain way. A lot of history is very sad. Some history is triumphant, but usually only for one group of people. Um. So I, 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 I find myself, Brian, in these last like. Oh gosh, I I don't think I can tell you when was the last time I pe- I picked up a work of fiction. I agree. Yes. I I am a I am and have been as my friends can clearly tell you have historically been a voracious reader. Yes. Um and still am, still yes. engaged in all kinds of study, but I find myself um uh that it's been a while. I think the last time I read a piece of fiction was uh Prometheus. Uh Prometheus Bound, the Greek oh, play. Oh, wow. Um, which is really a tale about the, like, the, uh, you know, creation of civilization through the destruction of Prometheus himself, right? Um, so it doesn't feel very fictional to me. Hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I guess that's a different conversation, but um, 
No, I'd love to talk about that, but... <clears throat> well, let me let me bring the book out. Um, so, I, I guess let me start by saying that, like, I haven't read any fiction in a while, and I think it's because I'm too obsessed with reality now. Yes, me too, Kathy. Me too. That's why I watch so much true, true crime and all that kind of reality-based stuff now, is because I feel like it's almost... Feels like I don't want to say a waste of time, but like I want to say like it feels frivolous. It feels like less. It feels less useful than anything else. And if I'm if I can have utility in the entertainment I'm consuming, I'd rather learn about the world at large and how it's mm -hmm. changing than whatever some dumbass wrote, and which may or may not be good. At least with the reality thing, I'm learning about the world, mm -hmm. even if the objective perspective is, you know, fucked up or I'm it's a realizing. Bad documentary. I'm realizing right now that I reached for it, that on the shelf behind me, which is all of my books, I think I can from here count only about five pieces of fiction novel type of books. Everything else is literally a history book. My my novels are in, in my bedroom, however. That is where they are mostly kept. These are the ones that I refer to frequently. Anyway, I, an observation about myself again. No, yeah, I actually don't have... I haven't bought a fiction book um, since we started this podcast, so... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, before I start talking about Prometheus, I want to tell you a little bit more about this. Uh, I found the thread that I wanted to find in the beginning, and it is um, in the Collapse subreddit, and someone has posted a a thread from a different subreddit mm. like they quoted it like oh. they nested it Evidence. something i don't know how i don't know how it works on reddit you know but um so this person in the collapse subreddit basically said hey check out what all of the gardeners in the british isles are saying so there's a gardening uk subreddit mm. And one of the things that they talk about in the collapse subreddit is they make a distinction between people who are collapse aware and people who have no idea, completely ignorant. And then they kind of describe it that like once people like they, they what once they kind of realize what the fuck is going on and like kind of the severity of our reality that of course they're going to need things like mental health resources i mean yeah, for god's right, sake you'll see in the bottom right that the collapse subreddit very clearly posts to like suicide resources cuz they're certain that like some people, people are going to some people are going to fucking not cope with this well at all and so yeah so they posted to the gardening uk subreddit and it's a bunch of gardeners going does anybody basically see anything odd going on so let's go over to the Gardening UK subreddit. A lot of comments. Um, for, for a very niche little thing, yeah. if we're being honest with ourselves, right? Um, and so the title is, Does Anyone Find the Warmer Weather Frightening? Each year, plants seem to flower for longer and come out earlier. A lot of plants don't go dormant anymore. Plants are putting on fresh spring growth in the middle of winter. A lot of people I speak to relish this warmer weather, but they seem to be unaware of the effects it has on the environment around us. Just wondering, as gardeners, do you find the effects of warming on our gardens slightly worrying? Question mark. <clears throat> yeah. Let's read some comments, shall we? Yes, what do people say? Absolutely. And I also hate mild winters anyway. With all the fresh growth that's gone on this winter, it only needs a sting in the tail of February or a cold March, and things will be trouble. 
Another person adds, I went out and bought fleece for the first time because all my baby fruit trees are budding and I'm scared they'll die in a frost. Also very freaky that the snow drops, crocuses, and daffodils are all flowering right now at the same time. I've never seen that before. <clears throat> yeah, my, um, oh. I will just add one thing. My um, flowers that I have here are in this weird cycle where, like, it looks like the plant is going in, like, hibernation, and all of a sudden, like, all these flowers, like, explode from it, like, within a couple days. Like, all the flowers and buds, like, disappear, and then they, like, it'll, like, within, like, a week, it's, like, covered in flowers again. It's going through this, like, weird flowering process that I never noticed before. But in the previous two years that I've lived here, um, there was kind of always flowers on the bush, and now it's, like, yeah, very strange. And the same amount of water, like, I'm, I, you know, they're ground watered, so it's not, like, the rain amounts or anything like that. It's very, very strange. The temperature also this year, very odd. It's, it's incredibly cool here in, uh, for the last two months, which is very strange. January and February are usually kind of cool, but it's in the 70s. But now we've had consistent temperatures, like, dropping down in the 50s and 60s, like, all December, January, February. So I – and that's very, just very odd. Um and I, I, uh, I expect that that will make for an interesting hurricane season just because of the temperature mixing. But who knows? We'll find out. I live in the southeast of England and have noticed changes in our garden over the last 15 years or so. The strangest were strawberries and raspberries fruiting over the winter. That's like... I noticed rosemary flowering at this weekend. It's a Mediterranean plant living in Newcastle. It's all wrong. Do you think that, like, uh, the bonus flowering, or rather even, like, the, like, sort of spontaneous flowering is, like, plants trying to, like, produce as much reproductive ability as they can while, like, it sees the environment around it changing? Like, it could be anything, really. I mean, so... Uh, okay, so this is where the nerd in me comes in. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so plants are actually separated, of course, into things like annuals, perennials, like seasonals, there's bulbs, there's seeds, there's right. like, you know, like the way that they propagate and every single one of those things is basically dependent on where they're actually, essentially where they're from, what their actual natural life cycle is. And that seems like a very crazy and obvious thing to say, but it's not an obvious thing actually <laughs> when because because we're used to also having that kind of availability whenever we want um gardeners who actually grow these things are aware of when there is a daffodil season you and i we go to the whole foods and buy daffodils year round yeah anyway so no connection to when things are actually in season so i i kind of want to start with that right so like yeah we already have a fucked up sense of what a proper season is supposed to be anyway. Yeah, because a lot of we our can stuff's already made in the get, right. Yeah, we can already get raspberries and strawberries year-round. So hearing somebody say that raspberries and strawberries are fruiting over the winter to a normal like, what does human that mean being, to us? You yeah, know, what does that fucking mean? Like this, yeah. So what? Yeah, hands up emoji. So yeah. what? You know, like... Yeah, where else do we get strawberries and raspberries from? They have to be growing year-round. Yeah, but like, the average person like you and I, before even we had this conversation, we're like, I don't know, strawberries come from the store. Like, you know, we're not right. thinking about it too much. And that's really mm -hmm. the thing is even mm -hmm. if we had an answer or not, we weren't thinking that's about right. it. You know? That's right. And so, like, 
we kind of take for granted that there are actually that strawberries and raspberries are actually real things that have an actual nat natural season and cycle to them right and and i don't want to be like corny but like in my head basically everything is that water cycle that we learned when we were children in elementary school right like we learn that there's like yes clouds this, this and image water itself <laughs> this oval hold on i'm gonna everybody pictured the water cycle in their head the moment i said it right there's a mountain there's a lake there's a river there's rain there's cloud and there's like little recycling arrows that go all the way around i'm gonna get all been taught this no go ahead Evie is really excited about the water cycle. They probably thought it's time to go pee. I don't blame them. Do not blame them whatsoever. Well, yeah, so every natural item. I guess I could just pause. It doesn't fucking matter. Coloring pages. All right. I found a water cycle coloring page. Okay, look at this. I see transpiration, this I see precipitation. Condensation, evaporation, and percolation. There's a fish in the percolator. I don't know if you've ever seen Twin Peaks. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, but basically every single living creature has one of these attached to them. They have some kind of natural circadian rhythm of when they're supposed to be born, when they're supposed to die, what their life expectancy is. Do they give live birth? Do they have eggs? Like whatever all that bullshit all that biology bullshit right and all of it as we've learned from jurassic park yes is all very very delicate okay so like as bullshit as jurassic park is the little dna guy who's explaining how it all happened basically yeah. has it correct yes right so yes the little dna man definitely has it together uh uh, uh right mr, so, mr. dna uh, anyway so but just because we don't think about it doesn't mean that that's not what's actually happening. So yes, every slight bit of climate change, every slight bit of temperature means, yeah, uh, certain bugs are going to think it's time to start buzzing around because that means it's springtime. Right, and that activates plants and all kinds of things. I mean, you start getting into like reptiles, right? Like, yeah. uh, speaking of turtles, right? Temperature changes will affect the gender of. Yeah, the, weren't we the, just the reading? Birds. Weren't we just reading? Yeah, it happens in crocodiles and alligators as well here in mm -hmm. Florida. Um, mm -hmm. I was reading an article a couple of years ago about how like a, there's a huge gender disparity in the alligators that like overpopulate Florida now, uh, due to like a temperature situation during like a couple different seasons that were like kind of significant. Really, I guess a lot of eggs were turned into actual alligators. So there's a lot of female alligators, as it turns out. Most most alligators in Florida are female, not male. Women on top. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 uh. I don't know. I don't like it. 
I mean, I it's I, I guess what I don't like. Um. <laughs> That's a. Headline. Yeah, is that I mean, yeah, the the collection of headlines is dire, mm-hmm. right? Um. But that's because things are dire, right? Like, so there was one, there was a Scientific American article that came out earlier this year that apparently a bunch of rivers in Alaska are essentially rusting because of the way that the permafrost is releasing trapped minerals and gases that were otherwise frozen. Whoa. That's crazy. And this isn't scientific American, right? I mean, so we're, we're talking about now not just like niche scientific publications. We're talking about the popular science publication, no, right? No. I mean, and I know that so it's not like scientific American's been like climate denier or anything. That's not what I'm saying. <clears throat> you know, what I'm saying is that these aren't articles that are only being published in one little tiny yeah. place. There's a difference between an example would be like there's a difference between like the Fortean Times and the New York Times, right? Well, yeah. mm-hmm. Exactly. Or like getting mentioned in ESPN magazine versus getting mentioned on news radio. Yeah, exactly. Or like you the know, website like, or like the paper. It's a big, mm-hmm. big difference. Yeah. Kind of a big difference, and so. Hmm. I didn't like I again I, I didn't I didn't like it, Brian, but like I, I think like th- this is part of like what I'm kind of coming to cope with reality, right? Because like I feel like the hypotheticalness of the climate crisis is over. Yes. No, it's it's not yeah, to to say I think even to say that someone could be a climate denier at this point doesn't even make any sense because it's to say cuz that was all based on like um people who were saying things are going to change and people saying no, things aren't going to change. But now it's not about future tense. It's about things have changed and not even things are changing just things think like there's here are evidence of things that have already happened yeah things are happening right now but things have already happened here look at them <laughs> like it's not yeah. like gonna happen in the future anymore so at some point it's not even a climate denier a person who you know doesn't for some reason as a human or, or, or for whatever reason doesn't feel or has emotions repelling them from admitting that human activity could for one reason or another have changed the world's uh, living situation, like, does that would not the average American who is suspicious ugh, suspicious about everything wouldn't they naturally tend to gravitate towards thinking that the climate is fucked up? Like, that's the thing I don't I I don't really get. I would tend to feel like, I mean, maybe people of our generation do, but like. Wouldn't the average American tend to be like, well, obviously, like, everything's fucking garbage, or obviously everything's fucked up, and clearly, like, whatever these scientists are saying that we ruined our environment, obviously we did that, because, like, that's what humans do. Like, you know, like, for me, like, yeah, there's, like, the people in the pockets of big oil, and that's a whole separate thing, but, like, in terms of just popular opinion and stuff and and, of people out there in the world, it's very funny to me that people would come to, like, the defense of messages of like oh humans couldn't possibly be the reason like yeah we we create all these fossil fuel 
um, exhalations, but like clearly that couldn't be the issue. Lead, yeah, clearly there's a problem with lead, but this isn't right. the same thing. Like I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's a person. I mean, there's you'll talk to people like that. I, yeah. <laughs> I've known people like that. Very strange. I, I, I don't know. Like you could be a JFK. You could be someone who thinks that JFK was assassinated by 17 different people at once from different angles, and yet you'll still be like, I don't know, like. Uh, is it humans we can't really have made the impact people say we have it's like how is those two people have the same thought i don't understand that so so brian i want to try to thread this needle between these thoughts i've been having because okay so i, I have this like climate denialism collapse awareness uh like chunk of a brain that's happening to that tab that's open right now in our browser <laughs> i like that and it made me want to open some other tabs um, that are related to this, right? So, like, when, when you started talking about, like, climate denialism, it made me start thinking about, like, germ theory denialism. Yeah, and that's coming back, too, I think. And, you know, it's been back in a big way, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I heard about this whole measles or whatever <laughs> outbreak in Florida that oh, kids have can go back to school and I'm pretend everything is fine. i stay in the house, fine. I think. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm going... <laughs> So, you know, so, so so let me kind of pocket that right there. Mm -hmm. um, but I was uh, I was catching up on some, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, some of the true crime reality shit that we spent so much of our time on. And there was one that was like a, I guess, like a one of these Ocean Gate ones that I hadn't seen. And it was like from last year or something, right? It was from a few months ago, but I had just never actually caught it. And I was, um, I'm in the middle of packing for a giant trip and it was exactly the kind of thing I could put on, you know, while I'm doing all this other shit. And uh, as I'm sitting there listening to all of these people being interviewed who were big supporters of the Ocean Gate, Stockton Rush guy, I sat there thinking about why haven't we learned from things like the spruce goose? Yes. Why haven't, like, why do we continue to, like, kind of fall for this P.T. Barnum shyster shit where you have, like, the spruce goose, right? You have the fucking crazy submersible. Honestly, there's, you have a, there's, the cyber a, truck and there's shit, a Russian you know? slash Ukrainian comparison to the spruce goose, which is the Antonov whatever, that giant plane that was, like, the world's biggest plane for like a long time but they only ever made one of them they were supposed to make three they never finished them but there was this creator the guy antonov was his last name um and uh the whole like aircraft company although they made like other aircrafts and successful commercial lines for you know the let's say eastern side of the world um like to the tune of like near boeing numbers of like passenger jets and shit like that they also had like this spruce goose, their own thing. It was like the world's biggest plane. It has like, you know, seven, eight engines or all this bullshit. And it's like gigantic. It's like preposterously gigantic. And like the whole front of the thing like opens up. Sort of like our galaxy class, like planes that we have for okay. cargo for the United States, but like, it but even more preposterously big. Mm -hmm. So big, they only build one of them. And, you know, like, that was, like, the first thing that Russia, like, blew up in that conflict, you know, a couple of years ago when it started. But, like, um, that, like, held up their company's entire image. And I think today, if you mm -hmm. asked even, like, an aircraft enthusiast about, if you said Antonov, it's, like, the only thing they can think of is that big fucking plane. So, yeah. Um, 
other companies have tried to use like a one piece project, a thing that like most people can't even own to like prop up their entire deal. And uh, yeah, the cyber truck. <laughs> oh no, not just the cyber truck, Brian. <laughs> the cyber truck for kids. Holy You can purchase shit. a power, essentially a power wheels electric version of the cyber truck in a kid sized version. 10 miles per hour max speed, up to 12 miles of range, with an LED headlight and taillight. That's right. High speed, low speed, goes from 10 to 5. Wow. 22 wow. volt battery, 500 watt motor. Now available for kids on Earth are all electric Cybertruck for kids, four wheel ride on toys inspired by our iconic Cybertruck design and features an adjustable seat, rear wheel drive. And electric braking and LED headlights and taillights powered by a lithium ion. Blah, 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 blah. I already said all that. Suitable for drivers 6 to 12 years old. I would have recommended products the cover. They make a cover for it. They make like a car I just cover also for kind of, your yeah. truck for kids. They have a lot. So it's also very reality issues. My I hadn't been here for a God. minute. Uh, of all of the... Uh, 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 like Tesla accessories that Tesla one can acquire. Tesla sipping glasses. Cyberstein. Oh, a Cyberstein. Uh, yeah. A plaid monk, a variety, a Kathy, cyber quad this is, for kids. Oh, huh? this is... This is so much. A cyber whistle? That's okay, so check this one out. A cyber whistle, whistle? is for cyber whistle blowers. What the fuck? All the whistleblowers out there, inspired yeah, by the that cyber out. trucker, a limited edition cyber whistle is back in stealth black and made from a medical grade stainless steel with the matte black finish. Cyber whistles are final sale. I, I mean, I can't even really cyber opener. Are you sure you don't want a cyber? Inspired by cyber truck, the Tesla cyber opener is crafted from 316L stainless steel, mirroring the angular form and strength of the body of cyber truck. Sand polished with honed edges for an extra smooth finish. Works best when being used to open cyber beer. Please click. That's right. That's a link. No. Oh. Okay, Google it though. It has to exist. It must have existed. It had to have really existed. It must have. It had to have. They should have left the listing on the website, though. That's just the thing you do to get more hype to bring it back again one day. Okay, here we go. So they have a Stein. Kathy, they just really did it all. Um, um, you can get a Cybersoft blanket with a... Uh essentially an ugly christmas pattern christmas sweater pattern of a cyber truck yeah, but except know, in garish colors it's <clears> in <throat> like influencer gray my uh a tesla branding iron i my, guess for your all of your branding needs i guess if you're a for all the nexium followers out there come on over and get you your tesla branding iron but you got to pay for it for the low low price Seventy dollars. I'm, 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 Tesla branding iron. Tesla belt buckle. Oh, I guess because it's going with its like Texas theme. I guess. Because they, I guess maybe they have the Gigafactory in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. 
Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I mean, we haven't even gotten to the vehicle no. accessories. Those were just the lifestyle accessories. Here, go, go, um, go on the Cybertruck thing real quick and just set us up a fully modded out one and tell, tell me what that costs. I'm just interested to know. Uh, like the actual Cybertruck? Yeah, like the real, the real okay, deal. If we like full package it, like what is, what is the dollar amount on that? It's got to be like. They make a camping. That's actually, that would, for an, any other car, that would be cool. Um, oh yeah. Oh, you can get a can put vinyl like a sticker decal of... to make it look like the Elon Musk when he threw the ball into it. Oh my God, that is truly. What does this mean? Is this okay? Is this self-aware? Did I think he's show trying this to Elon? To, was this Elon's idea? This, this is the, not not to be all like a forums nerd about it. This is totally rolling with the punches, you know. But nobody's buying it. No. Nobody's buying the rolling. Vault. Let's see. We got. How do you uh, actually get to the wheels, tires, locker how do you get dividers? To the, I don't know. Oh, I don't know how. You, oh. Um, oh, I'm in the Tesla shop, not oh. in the. Tesla.com. Tesla so oh, here vehicles, we have vehicles, vehicles. And we're going to do Cybertruck. Supposedly, in a couple of months, they're going to release um, a brand new car that's like uh, kind of more economically viable. Uh, it's yet remains to be seen. But I'm sure they won't start delivering them until like 2026 or something. Here we go. Oh, yeah. We're ordering one right now. Okay, everyone who is listening to Reality Issues, we're buying a Cybertruck. Okay, I guess it's... Oh, I guess it starts at 57K. Oh, that's rear if you wheel want drive. only rear-wheel drive. But if you want yeah. all-wheel drive, you're looking at a cool $76,000. Oh, no, no. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. If you want the real Cybertruck, you need the Cyber Beast, which is $96,390. Uh, estimated delivery this year. Uh-huh. An estimated range of 320 miles. Hmm. Uh, 0 to 60 in 2.6. 130 mile per hour top speed. 845 horsepower. 10,196 pound quick torque. 11,000 pounds towing capacity. One standard chunk of chocolate. And three <laughs> prophylactics. 845 and horsepower. One... And one miniature Bible slash Russian <laughs> translation dictionary. All right, fellas, here we go. God. 130 miles per hour top you speed. today. Okay, Kathy, friends. Kathy, okay, friends. Kathy, are you if ready? If you were to put, okay, yes. If you were to put down a down payment on a $96,390 <laughs> cyber beast, Brian, how much would you estimate is down, is needed down right now to reserve your very own cyber um, beast? Something resembling a mortgage payment, I think. Something like that is what my Why, guess Indeed, is. for one meth-addled mistake of $250. You two can be on the hook for the price of a small home. It is, however, fully refundable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Truly. 
truly incredible. Oh, I just saw the eyes uh, of um, Oppenheimer in there. Oh, well, whatever you do, don't read this article in Scientific American. I didn't like it. No, I won't. I will, I'll try not to uh, learn about our rusty rivers. No. Oh, speaking of rust, um, <laughs> I say as I see the word on the screen again after it just yeah, went I away. Mean, what a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> let me... Let me let me light this joint again. It's that's almost like we planned it, Brian. But you know what? We did not. That mm -hmm. was simply the magic of the Firefox taps. Yes, we've never planned anything in this. Uh, no, no never. like one time, the first or second episode, I think we had made kind of like a bullet list of things, and then we didn't yeah, even I, pay attention I, I, to I, it. <laughs> Kathy actually didn't have it pulled up, so we never talked about it. So that's how much we've ever planned anything, really. There you go. That's the other, like, behind the scenes for this episode. No, yeah, no, you guys are totally witnessing an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? And I, even, I didn't even save any <laughs> articles for this week. I have a giant stack of newspapers on my kitchen counter, and I read tons of interesting things. Did I save anything? Oh, nope. And I haven't even told you about how last week we were going to talk about how America's Most Wanted yes. is coming. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Matt, Brian, we don't give up. No, it's fun though. I will. I will post it. No, it actually, the whole point uh, is that the, yeah. the whole point is that reality is happening. Uh, yeah, this happens exactly. whenever this happens. See, like, See, uh, yeah, um, so I'm having example, a good time we, in life, and so <laughs> like means... we are recording this on February 23rd. Yes, that's right. Let's do the timestamp. Okay. For yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah. this is episode 80. Mm, this would be. 80. No, I was off last time. Last time I said it was 80. Six and we were actually on four, which predict. means this is actually eighty-five. Let's see, because we also uh, I haven't posted That's last week's guess. episode, so let's see. Um, <laughs> let's find out. So eighty-six, eighty-seven. This is eighty-eight. Eighty-seven will oh, be the episode I'll post today, I I and I'll probably one. post this one maybe tomorrow because I'll I'll have tons of time to edit both episodes later today since we started recording even so better because i'll be out of town this coming week Fun. so maybe we won't record and yeah. then we'll cool. just oh, that would be a time. great uh yeah that'd be a great way to do that i'll stretch it out and i'll be able to come back from the trip um with recordings with of the trip as if stories. i am on the trip yeah because why the fuck not i guess yeah. i'm gonna be going to new orleans so i'm really cool. excited oh i didn't know that. that was so soon that's great yeah so i'm le i'm flying out on uh Sunday. Cool. Well, I'll be Sunday. going to a baseball game on Sunday, so we'll both be. Oh, how exciting! Our spring yeah. training. Yeah, it's starting. I'll be able oh. to see their very thin pants. Kathy, Kathy, have you heard about the very thin pants? No. Please I, type um... in. Go on Twitter and type in a search for the words "baseball pants" and just see what comes up, because Twitter is ablaze with talk about the baseball pants. It is all anyone can talk about. It's pants, 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 pants. It's all about baseball pants. Look, it's... <laughs> it's all about pants. That is truly what is going on um, today, <laughs> yesterday, tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. This is everything everyone wants to talk about in the MLB right now, is how their pants, as soon as they get, like, one drop of water on them, is going to be showing a lot of dong, basically. They are thin. They are small. 
They are, I think that some players who have big thighs may actually have difficulty getting into the pants just because they're, you know, muscular men. I have no idea how the pants will withstand them. They seem to be made of the same material. You know, like if you were to get a really cheap pair of leggings off like Amazon or something like that's where I would get them. Maybe you get them off Shein or whatever oh, that thing's this called. Guy, yeah. See oh that? God, okay. They're so wearing... you can, you can see they are so thin now that you can see the their the shirt tails from the top tucked into the pants and not just see them you can see like the logos on the shirt on the inside and the bottom you could probably read the size of the shirt through their pants so so this particular player <laughs> like no is clearly wearing those um uh boxer brief bike short type of undie <laughs> If it rains, anyone with a white uniform, <laughs> the Braves, most teams, you know, in baseball, let's say half of them have a white, mostly white style uniform with like their team logo or something. It's going to be awful for these people. Oh. <coughs> but I guess uh, I should just click on the media tab. Yeah, if you type, if you look at the, 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 the one, look, click the one of Shuhei. That's an officially released Dodgers photo. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> if you go uh dear listener the material is so thin. <laughs> that's what they do that's what you're doing right now <laughs> spring training is going to be wild folks it's going to be pornographic I feel oh so here's let me explain a little bit of the backstory. It's a little bit of a funny backstory. So the way that the pants got like this, okay. Oh, it, I know the way they got like. Well, that. it's because exactly, huh? So people have been saying for years, how can we make the baseball players who are usually very athletic, you know, attractive, conventionally attractive-looking men, most of them, how do we make baseball sexy? We have a little bit of a wardrobe malfunction at the beginning of the season that everyone can't shut up about baseball pants. And that's how we get it in there. It's an accident. Oops. Oops. Oh, my God. <laughs> but look, <laughs> scroll up. Okay, see that picture of Shuhei? Click that. Look how amazing that is. That's the most popular man in baseball. And his pants... <laughs> you can see. You know what it looks like? It looks like um, uh, Christopher Reeve's uh, Superman with like the like yeah. like the undies on the <laughs> like outside. Like there's a third it's... garment, but here there's no third garment. It's it also just... looks very like much so like Mormon underpants. Yes, like the, the magic underwear. And let's remember, just last year, it was not like this. <laughs> it's just this year. <laughs> Look, there's something right there. New MLB pants. I see through. This is like. <laughs> I baseball can't get love. enough. Like... I am in. I am love with baseball pants. Yeah. I have never. I you have taken my life in a new direction. <laughs> look at that! Click that one in the middle with the belt buckles. Yeah, it's. They all look like this. So silly. It looks like they're wearing like a, a diaper or like. <laughs> They all look like the brave Sir Robin and shit. Like, they'll all be okay. They're being paid tons of money, you know? But seriously. <laughs> it's so silly. 
I love that this guy on the royals has this look like it's school, like picture day. Yeah, he's like, check out my pants, guys. It's sweet. My mom dressed me today. She said it looked cool. So there's two kind of like explanations for this. One, um, supposedly it's a more athletic sort of breathable fabric. Uh, number two is that the MLB, through their licensure with Nike, that does all the, um, you know, official uh, jerseys and on-field, like, for the players' outfits and all that stuff. They outfit all those guys. What happened was they gave the license, they sub-licensed the uniform aspect, not the design, but the production, to this company called Fanatics. And now Fanatics is known for being the company that makes all the fan gear for all the sports in America, basically. They're the ones making the gear somewhere out there. Um, But what happened was here, they gave the players responsibility uniforms, which are usually, you know, you can imagine those things being made in the lab somehow. And some, you know, 90 year old grandma's like putting the perfect stitches in like, you know, you know, uh, A-Rod's like, veteran jersey that he's going to wear on like the field for a celebration or something i don't know what i'm even doing not just clicking again not just (laughs) clicking on the images tab but now it's the same people that make the fan stuff that you or i buy are also making the stuff for the uh for the people on the field so Mm -hmm. when they made some choices this year they made some choices to change some materials and that's how the pants ended up like that now you know, is it on purpose? Okay, I I want to I want to I want to shout out what the material looks like to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> the uh, side's a little too close, thin. Yeah, I don't know. Just real. I I I I, I have it, it's perfect. Everyone will know exactly what okay. I'm referring to. Uh-huh. Ryan, close your eyes for uh-huh. a sweet moment. Okay. And picture a recently closed big box store of your choosing uh-huh uh, i'm thinking and of now, a, like a like a micro pc micro center that's a real one that's sure. called okay okay yeah okay and now slap a spirit halloween banner <laughs> over the fucking front of that motherfucker <laughs> okay yeah uh-huh. and now walk in i'm walking and in. go and, and go into the oh i like... just got spooked out by a ghost i'm sorry <laughs> So it's hold okay, on, I have some fair. of that. I have some of that weird spider web material in my hair. It's annoying. Hold that's on, I'm just walking through. Okay, now I'm okay. Hold on. Okay, no, so fair, fair. Things. Now it's it. Now okay. remember, it's going to be very chaotic. Okay. So that's going to happen a lot. All right. But what really matters is you and I want to find a variety of Princess Leia or wizard or like uh-huh. unicorn outfits. Anything in white. Smell the plastic. Yeah. yeah. You can smell all of it. And so <laughs> picture that Halloween. Uh-huh costume material uh-huh i can feel the and elastic band of it... a cheap saw, uh mask cutting through my yeah. ears yeah <laughs> and now pretend that we're finding a baseball uniform in that exact white uh-huh. plastic oh color material. wow uh-huh. and that's exactly what this looks like it is it's that material that you would use imagine if you were going to wear a halloween costume if you're dressing up as a nurse but not like a sexy nurse like if they were somehow going to give you the halloween like you costume version ratchet. of scrubs yeah yeah you were going to be nurse ratchet <laughs> that's the pants that you'd be wearing that's how mm-hmm. it works yes mm-hmm. wow that's it I, i've mm-hmm. seen it i've closed mm-hmm. my eyes and seen mm-hmm. it yes it's true yeah. wow yeah that's very good. Yeah. I like that journey. Thank that we you went for on. playing along. Thank yeah, you. no, it, it's it's because right now all the spirit Halloweens are closed. So, 
Yeah, we can't oh, well, actually they, go no, they're to just blood. resting. They're just resting. <laughs> they're always they're always there in spirit. And usually there's nothing in between. Usually nothing opens up. Maybe like I don't know, like an indoor farmers market or something. What would it even be? Yeah, there? right. Like some kind of thing that's doomed to like three months of operation. Oh, by the oh, way, what, yeah. during that one segment, I did write down a recipe for peanut butter and jelly. Um, oh, I, perfect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I, what we're going to do is it? when, no, what we're going to do is when it is time for us to record part two, which could be now, yes. I'm yes. going to go get shit from the kitchen. I'm going to try yeah, to attempt to follow your directions. Yeah, that's great. It's been an hour and eight minutes. So yeah, I'll, okay. uh, I'll cut the recording so, here. Okay, cool. Well, while we take our little bio break, I'm going to leave a virtual reality YouTube 30-minute uh, uh, Spirit Halloween walkthrough with the sound off. We don't need to hear it, I don't think, because I don't know what they're saying. But if you are, for those people who are unable to close their eyes and picture anything, I do encourage you to use YouTube to the best of your ability. And I'm, I don't really mean that in a flippant way either. I, like, I genuinely <laughs> We don't believe our viewers to be capable of imagining what the inside of a spirit Halloween looks like without our assistance. I mean, I mean maybe you don't have one in your area. Anything's That's possible. True. It's true, but I do think that they own about three and a half percent of all the real estate in America, though. So <laughs> yeah, they own like every empty big box building, every single one. And I think they own the and small not... box buildings. <laughs> but, uh, that's like what we talk about when we when when I talk about occupation and gentrification. That's what I'm talking. About. Okay, yeah. I'll be our favorite. Okay, I want to move to a town where the entire town is spirit Halloween. The algorithm messed up. Everything is spirit Halloween. Okay, goodbye everyone. This will be.